I'm so pissed off about how he got hurt. I'm so pissed off about that that Avalanche game because they they were they were dirty. This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. All right, boys. It's been almost two weeks since the NHL trade deadline. The Kings have gone, what, 4-0-1 since trading away Jonathan Quick? Let's, uh, let's talk about how our new players are doing. Darren, let's start with you. Let's start it forward. How would you rate Zach McEwen's performance so far? I think he's been a fourth liner. I've seen him throwing a few big hits. Obviously, I think with his broken jaw, he, ha- he hasn't been able to do the enforcer stuff that he probably wants to, but I don't think he's – he hasn't been a reason why we're losing. I don't think he's going to be a reason why we're winning too much, but he's he's been fine fourth-line guy. So – I think the only issue with McEwen is he may have caused a little bit more of a bottleneck in that fourth line, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later, but. Mm-hmm. What say you, Rob? Uh, you know, the, out of all the trades that Blake has done, kind of that one kind of interested me a little bit because I think you couldn't do any worse than what, Lemieux was bringing to the table and that's that's not a knock on Lemieux it's just he really wasn't very productive in anything he was doing you know he he had that flash of brilliance last year where I think everyone thought that that's who Lemieux was was a guy that could pour in I couple couple friends of mine were even saying oh Lemieux could be a 20 goal scorer and it's like I don't know if he can be I just I'd, I'd hope he'd be a 20 hit guy you know, because right. and that it, it's all gone by the wayside. But uh, but with McEwen coming in, we cut the salary almost in half because he's a league minimum kind of guy. He's a lot bigger than Lemieux. Um, so he was a little fast. He's a little faster than I thought. I mean, I remember seeing him on Philly, and me being a little jealous of Philly with with their with their tough guys, how I would love to Laurier or anything like someone like that. But I remember seeing McEwen and thinking, okay, there's a big guy. I don't remember him being, I think he, he's a little faster than I thought. So, but it is what it is. I don't know if I'd want him in the lineup every single night, especially at the expense of not having Kaliev in the lineup. Um, yeah, you know, but I'll take the, the little bit of cap, cap hit yeah i could see him being far more valuable once we uh hit the playoffs for sure yeah have it having that true sort of heavyweight guy as opposed to just like an agitator out there and it's only been a few games it's it's we'll see we'll see how good what what he can bring right all right let's move it along to defense darren what do you think about gabrikov so far he's been good he's been real good and and Part of that might be uh, Matt Roy has played really well too. Um, so uh, I, I I had never really thought about it too much, but I saw something the other day, and it was like for a righty righty or same handed pair, 
they need to be like elite elite for it to work and like be worth it and and i never really i i thought it wasn't a big deal but it seems like it's a big deal and it's shaking out the pairs really helped and um i think gavrikov and roy is a real good shutdown line and i mean they're putting in some goals too so are you saying that matt roy is playing better you're saying that's just coincidence or are you saying now he's playing better because he doesn't have to you know make up for maybe a lesser defenseman that he's playing with what do you think i mean it, it, it could be both like he could be he could be more comfortable and so he's playing better and then his partner is more of a defensive guy so he's able to activate a little bit more and it seems like they had some pretty instant chemistry so i yeah i, I really like roy's game right now did you say more of a defensive guy? Have you not seen uh, Gabrikov in front of the net scoring goals and just uh, up in the play all the time? All right, Rob, what do you think about Gabrikov's wife? I mean, uh, Gabrikov. <laughs> um, hey, just what the doctor ordered, right? It's everyone, everyone in in the Kings fandom has been screaming for a a larger left-handed defenseman. You know, even at the sake of screaming for Moverare being called up so we go out we get this kid and he's instantly comes and shows that he's he's here to play some d and and be big for us and he's already a plus five and in, in five games and he's even chipped in a goal he's everything we, we've wanted so far but is that is that because we're he stepped into our hot streak because you know, we already won a couple games before they stepped in, right? We, we just started one, right? Was it one or two? Yeah, because we had a five-game win streak on the last night. So. Oh, okay. So he's he's what we wanted, and like I said, at when we did our little thing about the the okay. the quick trade, I think one of my comments was, "It better work." <laughs> and hey, here we are. It's working. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, it's good to see a lefty out there. Great poke check. Able to play solid D and step up in the play and contribute. It's good to see. You love to see it. Yep. So I know, Rob, you were talking about Gabrikov saying no matter what, he's going to free agency. He will not sign with the Kings. What are the chances? What are the chances he comes over? Kings treat him great. All of a sudden he's winning now. Loves his teammates. The king's wives, uh, they take in his wife and say, "Hey, you're one of us." She loves it here. They love L.A. Any chance now, if the Kings uh, do well uh, for the rest of the season, that he might sign with us? What do you think? Uh, well, it's my understanding of professional athletes that when they say they want to go to the free market, it's because they feel they've earned the right to go to the highest bidder. So he's going to play well for us. Say we make a, a playoff run. Every, every team success we have is going to be a feather in his cap. And it's going to be more money. He's going to demand out in that free market. And even though he might be a great fit for us and everything we want, I don't know if, if he's the way to go as far as 
giving him the raise he's going to earn. You know, it, it might be one of those things where, because if he does crappy for us, then we don't want him, right? Right. But if he does fantastic job and and takes us to another level, the price for him might be too much for what I would like to pay, especially knowing what we have coming up the pipeline. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. I he I still gonna say he might he's he's a rental. He's not gonna I don't know. I don't I don't think he's gonna sign with us. He's gonna get paid by somebody and it's not gonna be us. What do you think about that, Darren? Yeah, I, I think I agree with Rob. I think you know if he makes you know what is he going to make in the open market? Six. He's probably going to make like the Ekholm contract or more. So six two five six five. Do we are we paying that for him with who else we have to pay this coming summer and beyond? I'm not sure. And like Rob said, I'm not sure if that's the guy you want to be putting money into with with everything else we have. I obviously would. I mean, if he works out and he plays well, it'd obviously be great if he stayed. But he may just price himself out. So. So I'm wondering, what if he, the highest bidders are teams like Columbus, where, yeah, he's going to make the big bucks, but your team's just going to lose all the time. I'm hoping that maybe, I don't know, he enjoys the winning, enjoys Hermosa Beach, California. We shall see. All right, let's move on to goalies. Jonas Corposalo. How do you think he's been for us so far, Darren? I mean, I think he's been good, fine. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's been noticeably that much better than like what Copley's been bringing. Um, but I think he's another. We've seen it. We just need that like average goaltending to win, and I think he's you know right there, average above average, and that's that's all he needed. So I think he's, he's been good. So what do you think, Rob? Yeah. Uh, I think he's, I think he's been sharp. I I think he's, I think he's better than average. I really do. Um, It's, you know, we, we, we have spoken about this before. Our, the way the Kings play defense, if you can have a big, Butterfly goalie takes away the bottom and is positionally sound. You can be a successful goalie on the LA Kings. And, and I think he's, I think he's above average and he's going to end up, he's going to win us a, a playoff series guys. All right. That goes into my next question. I'm glad you went there. Let's start with you, Darren. Let's say the playoffs start tomorrow. Who are you starting in goal game one? Probably Corpusalo, because I do think he is a little bit better than Copley, but I I would be fine rolling out either. Same for you, Rob. I yeah, I'm going Corpusalo. I Copley has done nothing wrong, but he hasn't totally wowed the organization yet, right? He hasn't sat there and said, holy crap, 
we have something special here, don't we, boys? Where I think Corpus Allo, he, I, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to show some glimpses of here's a guy that can steal a playoff series for us. So I'm, I'm going Corpus Allo for sure. Yeah, that makes oh. that makes three of us for sure. Uh, and yeah. I'm a big Copley, aka Stopley fan, but yeah, for sure. Like I said, there's this is this is what teams want. Teams want this type of goaltending uh, issue, right? They want the two guys that just keep on winning. Who are we going to play? Um, the greatest part about it all is at the beginning of this of the year, we were paying over ten million dollars for the goalie position. And between Corpus Allo and Copley, we are paying two point one. That's 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 almost as much as that's almost as much as Larry Parker got somebody in their motorcycle accident. Right, and yeah, and obviously Peterson, we're still paying for that. But I'm just saying, no, no, you have to pay towards the cap. You have to count the like buyout or not buyout, the buried penalty or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely a far cry from what we had. So if you are the Golden Knights, will you start in game one in the playoffs, Darren? <laughs> they may have to start quick with the way their goalies are getting hurt. And I mean he's I haven't watched him, but he's three and oh. He's three and oh. I think he had from what I read, a couple of the people said he had two sh- like average shaky games and then a really good game in that last one. But I haven't watched it very much. I watched the the overtime in the Tampa game when they lost when they won. I was pissed. Yeah, so I, I, I watched I watched and and the shaky game stuff. It was it was a little like what he was doing for the Kings. He would he would make some really good saves and and they're in the game and they actually had a lead on one of those shaky starts. They're like winning three one, and then he lets in a goal. It's three two. They score again. It's four two. He lets in another goal. It's four three. And just just made it a little close, but never. He's Jonathan Quick. He's he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Have you heard anything from any Kings fans saying, see, we made a mistake. Look at him. Got a shutout now. He's doing good. Have you guys heard anything like that? I haven't personally. I, think, I haven't seen it, and I think it helped that we went on the little run right after. It's where we could kind of like any of the people who are doubters or haters, it's like we're winning, you know? Like we got a six-game point streak. And I think no matter how good he does for, for the Knights, it, it really doesn't matter because he was not playing that well with the Kings. Right. So maybe maybe this trade motivated him. Now now he's you know kicked it up another gear and he's playing better. But the fact is, when he was with us, he was not playing well. So I mean, it's quick. I'm happy for him. I'm not happy that the Knights are winning because of him. But uh, yeah. Any more thoughts on Quicks for he? Uh, Turn the page. Move on to the next chapter. Page has been turned. So there's no... Uh, on this show, there's no player fan first. Kings fan second is what you're saying. Right. It's no. Kings Kings fans first 100%. You yeah. know that. Come on now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, think, I think if I have any complaints, it's of how the situation is treated. Of like, we couldn't let him know we were looking at trading him or... Or so it wasn't a complete shock to quick. You know what I mean? I think there could it could have been handled better, but like at the end of the day, players are gonna get treated like 
I don't like it that they traded quick in the middle of the night like they did without telling him, but or they told him over the phone, you know. But um, I don't know. I think he earned a little bit more than, you know, phone call that, hey, you're going to Columbus. Plane leaves at 11 kind of thing. So I don't know. All right, let's move on to injuries. Let's start with uh, start with Fiala. How uh, so? Last game was our first game without Fiala. I thought it was very obvious that the Kings. Uh, it looked like our scoring was non-existent, almost like our offense uh, just went way down, just with him being out of the lineup, just the chances he creates. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Darren, what do you think about Fiala being out? Yeah, it definitely hurts us. I mean, I think um, Nashville plays that kind of game. They play very low-scoring, tight games, especially with the guys they have out and the team they put together. Uh, these are these are almost playoff-type games, you know, a little bit. Uh, so you'd like to see the Kings battle a little bit more and, and come through. But getting a point out of it was great. I think... Um, the other thing too is our power play has not been good the last, I don't know, it's like 10 games. We're like 9%. And for the team who has the fifth best power play, that's not, that's not good enough. So it wasn't a Fiala issue on the power play, but we definitely missed him five on five. Rob, what do you think about Fiala being out? How has that affected us? Well, I mean, it's, it's an obvious question of, how does any team get affected when they lose their best player? Um, we lose, we lose our first game without him. You know, two to one. He he drives offense. We needed offense. You could almost you could almost say we lost because he was not in the lineup. I mean, I won't argue against you if you were to say that. Um, it just, I'm so pissed off about how he got hurt. I'm so pissed off about that that Avalanche game cuz they they were they were dirty. The way McKinnon went through the crease and need our goalie in the head, the way Cogliano was it Cogliano that need Fiala? I mean, you could see him stop and stick his knee out and nothing. It's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. It's uh, just make. Uh. They were obviously frustrated with our one-three-one, and we were just shutting them down in, in, through the neutral zone, and so they started playing like that. And no help from the refs, for sure. Yep. And do you hear that, Toronto fans? We're complaining about the refs when we win. We don't say, "Hey, we lost because of refs." We know these refs are, are shitty, but we still win. Hey, leave them alone. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that, let's let's keep going with the injuries. Darren, your boy, Jersey. How is him being out affecting the Kings? You think it's a good thing? We can see what's up with the like Spence and stuff, or uh, you think it's hurting us? Uh, I mean, I don't think you taking a guy like Jersey out of the lineup is is helpful. I think he's very good on the power play and. Although our numbers have been bad on the power play, um, taking a guy like him off of it, I don't think Walker has done well on the power play. I wish they would have played Spence last night. 
I don't know if that was a, a size thing, but I don't think Walker's appreciably that much bigger than Spence. Like, I feel like they're in the same, you know, slight, maybe, you know, 5'10 to 6 foot defenseman. But, um, yeah, I think uh, taking him out of the lineup hasn't helped. I wish, again, I wish they would just play Spence in his stead if he's going to be out. So that's about it. I think Spence can do a lot of what Dersey does, especially on the power play. So, Yeah, with Fiala, nice and, Der- with Fiala and Dersey being out last game, I was kind of puzzled, too, why Coach didn't keep Spence in the lineup for a little more uh, – Offense, throw Cali in there to get our power play going and going again. I'm not sure what he was thinking there, and whatever it was, obviously it didn't work. But Rob, what do you think about Jersey being out? Yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I, it's not so much about Jersey. It's what you just said a, a second ago. You know, with Spence, if we could have, if that could have drawn Spence into the lineup and Kaliev, that's my bigger question. Is why what did what did Kaliev do? Is this a doghouse thing? Is this a just odd man out thing? Is this what's what's the issue here? He's probably gonna say that he doesn't do the little things that like Gaia follow and those guys do. So You know, I don't know. That's Then we score we... one goal, that's what happens. But anyway. But Spence, I thought I thought he played well enough to, to draw back in again. Yeah, same. Same. He looked very good, I thought. Um, and it, it's still, it's still gonna. We'll save this this conversation for next season. <laughs> but Spence, Dursey, uh, Dowdy, Dowdy, Roy, and then you you got Clark just lighting it up. Yep, he's plus thirty in like twenty games. And, and yeah, yeah, but it's just the OHL, right? He has like 48 points in a quarter of the season or something the, like that. The kid the kid is just, like I've said it all season long. You, right. I, I'd, I'd rather have him than Walker. And it's not – I don't hate Walker. I know there's a lot of people out there that hate Walker right now. He's he's slowly become the whipping boy of, of L.A. Kings Twitter. I don't want to whip Walker. I just think Brent Clark would have just – I just thought that would have been the better option. That's all. And then Spence is still, I think Spence is a better option. Same. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about Trevor Moore. I know he's coming back from injury, had a setback. Do we need to worry about his uh, lack of offensive production this far into the season? No. He, he, he looked he looked all right yesterday. His right. feet looked a lot better yesterday's game. I hate It'll that come. I hate that Fiala had to get injured for him to get back on that second line. But I've been wanting him to get back on that line. One because they play pretty well together, but mainly because I want Fiala back on that third line. Ever since they moved up to the second, just the production has not been there. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but he looks so much better when he when he's on the on the third line. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think he looked better there. I, I would, um, I would just point to last season where, I mean, till January, what do you have like five, ten points maybe, and then he ended up with like fifty through half the season or for almost half the season basically. So 
I think he is a very once he gets comfortable in his role, I think that's that's what helps him. And I and I think with the lineup juggling, that hasn't helped him very much this season, and the injuries too. So I, I think um, I'm not too worried about it. I, I would like to see him on the penalty kill more because I feel like he was a big asset for us last season on that. But I don't know if it's just an injury thing or other guys passed him. But if he can pitch in that way, that'd be helpful too. You know, he he's he's like a point every other game kind of kid, you know. So if he plays an entire season, he's right around forty points, and that's without him getting hot this year. You, we saw him get hot last year. That's still that still might come, and hopefully it comes at the right time. I, I'm I'm not worried about him yet. What about your boy your uh, boy Byfield? How do you think he's doing? Is he progressing at a good enough pace for you, Darren? I, I think he has been. Rob's going to hate what I'm about to say. I think he's been fantastic, and I think he's the reason why Cal or Kopitar and Kempe had the run that they did. Because I think his play, you watch him out there, his play defensively allows those two to be more offensive, and I think. I understand like he's he's not finishing whatever maybe he's not even getting the assist but like he makes that line really good and I think it, it, a lot of it has turned when they put those three together. What the hell are you talking about? That's why would I feel that way? I like Byfield. I don't you, you always talk about how you don't like that he doesn't finish. So I don't know. Okay. I hate that he I still hate that he can't finish. But I I the last time we talked about this I said that's the you said exactly what I said. He's yeah. the whole reason why they're they're doing so well. He, I think, it's not coincidence that they put him on that line and then that line takes off. I mean, you can't not see that. And yeah, and King's Twitter hates Byfield for not finishing. I don't hate him for not finishing. I just wish he would. True. But if he's gonna, if he's the reason why our top line is a top line, I, I'm willing to admit it. When he's out there skating, he does look a little out of control a lot to me. He has a little bit of that Bambi stuff going on with his skating. So, yeah, I'd like to see him finish more, and I'd like to see him be more physical. I mean, I, I think he's been plenty physical. To me, he plays a little bit of I that, don't. like, uh, he plays that, like, I follow Brown role for Kopitar back when that was the line, you know, three, four seasons ago. And, like, he he goes in and he's the one chasing the guy to the corner for Kempe and Kopitar to get the puck and and make something happen. So, and then I I don't know that pass in I went to the game against Seattle or St Louis, and that pass he made was was pretty nice. And the guy behind me was like, "Oh, I can't believe Kopitar made that pass." I was like, "Were you watching?" I was Byfield. What the hell are you mm-hmm. talking about? So, so you got your Byfield jersey on order, Darren? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it might be the next one, you know. All right, let's talk about old man Kopitar. Rob, you got anything to say about him? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, now that Fiala's hurt, you asked. We asked a question early, early, early in the season. We 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 went on one of our podcasts, and you asked who's going to lead the team in scoring, and. uh 
we all sat we we all thought Fiala might do it. I sat there and said uh I would like Fiala to do it because then that means Kopi has help. But just in spite of everyone talking about how it's not going to happen, he's only 7 points behind Fiala right now. He's got 61 points in 67 games. Man, talk about at the age he's at and the defensive side, all the face-offs. He's a plus 15. He's scoring goals. It's not just all assists. He's, man, you can't. I believe I, I saw some uh, stats, too. This is like his second most productive season offensively, too. It's how lucky are we, man? And and to think there's people out there, they they won't say it now. The the cowards out there that that talked all their shit about Kopitar won't say it now because you can't, you you just can't. They'll wait till next season when he's a step slower or whatever and say, see, he's not. A, you guys could all suck it. He's so freaking awesome. Sounds kind of like you were uh, checking off. He checks all the boxes of uh, having a statue outside of uh, Staples mm-hmm. slash Crypto slash the Arena, whatever it's going to be called. And slash my front door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put one out there for him. In my slash, front yard. slash your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about all that, Rodney. <laughs> don't get me started with the woke people. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, as we wind this up. It's time to talk about the upcoming schedule. Uh, let's 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 talk five games here, boys. So I'll I'll ask you, Rodney, in the next five games. Well, let's go. Let's 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 go six. Our our next six home games. How many points are we going to score? It is the Islanders, Blue Jackets, Canucks, Flames, Jets, and the Blues. Six okay. games, 12 points. What do we got? Six games, 12 points. I say we go on a little bit of a run here. We get nine out of 12 points there. Okay, and wh- wh- what point? Who's taking those points away from us? There's no way we let the Blue Jackets beat us. You know, Corpy's going to come in there and just destroy them. So. I don't want to pick any of these teams to beat the Kings here, but it'll probably be something stupid like the uh, like the Jets, and then we tie the Flames, and then uh, Darren's boy Toffoli gets lucky and scores an OT or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> that's it's almost exactly the way I feel about that run. That's weird you said those two things, um, Rodney or Darren. We got twelve points, six games. How you feeling? I think, I think I'm. I was gonna say ten, but I looked at it, and the Winnipeg game is at one o'clock, so I'm gonna say nine. I'm gonna say Damn. the exact same thing. Damn same those thing. those one o'clock games. Yeah, man. Against the team that I think we struggle a little against, just a little. Yeah. So you're going ten? Uh, I was gonna say ten, but I'm gonna say nine. It's I I fall right in line with Rodney. I think it's lose to Winnipeg. One point against probably Calgary. That's still very optimistic for you, Darren. I was expecting you to say half and half, you know, six <laughs> points at the most. I mean, but. we're, we're, I, I talked about it last time where we are 
we only needed, you know, one point per game and we are smashing that right now. Like we're, we're about 11 points from, I don't want to say locked in playoff territory, but pretty darn close. And, you know, any more than 11 and there's, there's almost zero chance we're not making the playoffs. So, well, we're going on a run. I just, you know, you have to sit there and realistically say, we're not going to win six in a row. You know, because who does that, right? I'll tell you who does that. The LA Kings do that. That's right. We're, we're going to win all six of those things. Nice. That's, a, that's what I'm talking about right there. No, seriously. The, they're all spread out. We The back-to-back is the last, the fifth and the sixth game of the homestand. We're going Saturday matinee, 1 o'clock. That does worry me. But if we play hard enough there, we don't. We, come we do have back. four days off before, which is nice, right? So maybe we come out gangbusters, win that, and then it's a Sunday seven thirty game against the Blues, who have given up on life. That's the. I mean, everything else seems very winnable. So I'm going. We're going on a six game win streak, boys. I'll tell you what. If they put me in charge of putting together the Kings lineup for the next six games. Then yes, we're going undefeated. But because it's Coach T Mac, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my nine points. <laughs> okay. All right. With uh, with it being the last 15 games of the season, and it winding down, we could start project. We can't project because the playoff race race is so close. But we could start hoping do we want to play do we want the oilers to pass the kraken and say we finish second and we got to play that third place team do we want to play the kraken who we struggled with all season or do we want to play the oilers who beat us last year and still have the greatest player on the planet or do we want to two greatest two greatest players or do we want to come in first place do we want to come in first place and then say the avalanche end up being the eight seed or I, I don't know. I'll take any of those teams I, right now. I feel like we're at the I point where, where we can match up yeah. against any of those teams. So, so I might as well just try to finish first, get some home ice advantage. Okay. So later, maybe uh, on our next one, after we've played a, a few more games and, and we're in the, within 10 games of the season, maybe we'll ask the, hey, the 10 listeners, I, I think we have more than seven now. Um, maybe 10 of those guys will jump on the comments and actually let us know who they would rather play in the playoffs. Yeah, let's see those comments. Might even get 11 comments. We'll see. I don't know why. I don't want... I do want to play the Kraken, and I don't at the same time. They're they're the intriguing ones to me because we struggled with them early in the season. I think we're a completely different team now, and I I don't I know I know they're doing fantastic and all that stuff, but they're an expansion team, man. Right? Expansion expansion team should not be that good. We we uh we said this in 2017, 2018, though, didn't we? So let's be careful what we wish for, but I don't really care either way. I'm fine. We will. I think we will beat any team in the first round. Shut up, Darren. With your, you make, when you make sense, it pisses me off. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. (laughs) All right, Kings fans. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe because that is our show for today. Until next time, hopefully Caliph gets back in the lineup. And go Kings, go! Go Kings! Go Kings! Go Kings.